Wisconsin's Afternoon News is on the air. Broadcasting live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in beautiful downtown Milwaukee. Here's John McCure. All right, Sandy Max is in the studio. Greg Matzik at the ballpark. And Debbie Lazaga and Adam Roberts are here as well. So I worked election night last night with Ken Harris, 1017 The Truth. It was an amazing night, great coverage. I really enjoyed it. We were on for a couple of hours. The race was called early in the Supreme Court race. So Janet Protasewicz smoked Dan Kelly. And so after only an hour, a little more than an hour, Dan Kelly defeated, comes out. We're being told he comes out for a concession speech, and this is what he had to say. I wish that in a circumstance like this, I would be able to concede to a worthy opponent. But I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. That was like the nicest stuff that we could play. He went on to say that she was a liar. Like, didn't say she lied about things. He said, Janet Protasevich is a liar. He called her disgusting. He said terrible things about her. Never congratulated her. Never really conceded. I understand the disappointment. I understand not wanting to lose. I get all of that. What I don't understand is how you can be so selfish that you stand up there where children are in the room, young adults are watching, people you maybe want to mentor someday or have mentored or paying attention to this, and you cannot bring yourself to say and do the right thing. I just don't understand. To me, when you behave the way he did and you are so ungracious, it's a reflection of your character. If you fly off the handle and you say something, you know, oh, gosh, he shouldn't have said that. That was stupid. When you plan out your speech, and he saw the numbers coming in for a long time, and then you get up there and you behave like that, it's absolutely pathetic. I had a GOP operative tell me today that was the most passion that Dan Kelly showed in the last several months, including when he was on the stump. Absolutely atrocious. The saddest part is that some people will hear that he called Janet Protasevich a liar and that he was ungracious and ungrateful to those that supported him. And they will say, yeah, that's right. Call her out. Let her have it. That's right. I'm with you. What is the wrong with our society? It's about our kids. Think about the people that look at every single thing that we say and we do and try to have grace. It doesn't mean you have to like to lose. You may feel that you were wronged, but have some grace. She won, and she smoked you big time. And at the end of the day, You lost by double digits for the second time. You really ought to know how to lose by now. As always, the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line is open to you if you'd like to be part of the conversation. The number is 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, grow old. Want to join in on this topic? Give us a call. This is from Japan. A Tokyo ramen shop has banned customers from using their cell phones while eating. The reason is a little different than when we've heard this story in the past in America. In Japan's ramen restaurants, there's an unspoken rule, eat quickly and leave. They're usually small. Real estate's at a prime uh, premium in Tokyo, so eat fast and leave. One noodle shop owner is taking this so seriously that he began timing how long his customers would take to eat. He found out that those who waited the longest to even begin eating were usually watching videos on their phone and couldn't put their phone down after the food was delivered. So he decided, I can't have this. i got to get people in and out of here. This is interesting. One of the things he said was, in his shop, he makes his noodles really, really thin. It's the specialty. And that if they aren't eaten right away, they stretch and spoil, and they don't keep the same texture. So he said, you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm going to ban customers from using their smartphones while eating. And it became a hot topic of conversation in Japan. People are going nuts over there because they're hooked on their phones, just like we are here. <laughs> and he said, look, when the seats are full, I need you to put your phone down and eat and then get out because <laughs> I need other people at that table. And people over there are not happy because they're attached to their phone like we are. Don't tell me what to do. But these really are tiny places. My boyfriend has been to Tokyo a couple times on business, and he wound up walking by some local place. The line was out the door, like 10 people long, in the rain. So he's like, okay, this has to be a good place. Two tabletops and like 10 people fit on the counter. Uh, That's how small these ramen shops can be. So yeah, like any small restaurant, you got to turn those tables over. you got to... Sell some more ramen. Let's get out. go. Eat and get out. Yeah. And they want you uh, slurping, not scrolling. Get out. <laughs> I wonder if this would work here. We don't have so many places that need the table turn, but we've talked in the past about people using their phone at the table instead of talking to people at the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, on a busy restaurant, sometimes we had a reservation at a restaurant this past weekend, and we had a reservation and still had to wait 20 minutes, which I kind of expect. If you have a reservation, you got to wait sometimes. It's not that big a deal. It just means that they will eventually get you yeah, in versus least, them saying you yeah, will you not will get in. you will have dinner there, yeah. But it got me to wondering. We eventually got seated and walked past a table that had a husband and a wife sitting at the table. Their dishes had all been cleared, and the check was sitting there unpaid, and they were both on their phone. Oh, not <laughs> so, even talking to each other, just that blue glow yep, on their faces. Yep, and this was a nice restaurant. And they were just buried in the phone. Can you pay the check and maybe go sit at the bar and if you're sure. just sit on the phone or do something? Maybe they were calculating the tip. <laughs> <laughs> Both at the yeah, same those time. Fancy calculators, right? The wizard. Yeah, exactly. I maybe, like that idea. Maybe they were both doing it at the same time on their phone. That's what they looked like they were doing. Isn't that funny, though? And, and I think we're all, we've all probably fallen victim to this, whether it was intentional or not. But I tend to notice others who are on the phone more than I probably notice myself grabbing my phone because it is, it, it's become too instinctual. So I get it. It's a time drain. It slows things down. Right? We just watched a baseball game in less than three hours, an entire series. Things were moving faster, right? Get your ramen. Get out of there. Right, right. Put the sweet Thai chili sauce on and go. I agree. I, I, I just don't know. I mean, I guess this would fly here. Japan's a Western nation like we are, and they're addicted to their phones like we are. What if you just had to check your phone at the door when you came in? Or they made you put it in your pocket, and if you took it out of your pocket, they asked you to leave. Would you be okay with them actually cracking down big time, like actually trying to enforce that you're not allowed on your phone? Or has that gone too far? That's if the situ if the real issue for this Japanese restaurant is time, like I feel like they should just set you down with a little egg timer. Yeah, but let's you know? talk in general. <laughs> but I know, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> but, you know, if the, if the timing is issue, but it's more... Americans would be, I think, for the most part, don't tell me what to do, uh, especially if you're out by yourself. Like, now if you have to wait at the Walgreens in line, you can scroll through your phone, maybe answer an email. Like, you don't feel like you're bored and with absolutely nothing to do except shop or just be bored. Like, you kind of feel like you're multitasking sometimes. If it's a really good restaurant, like it's the Fox and Hounds or it's Carnivore, and they told me you cannot use your phone, I would go with that. Rather than say, well, then you can't tell me what to do. I'm not coming to your place because then I'm punishing myself. Sure. If it's a place I really want to go, am I not going to go because I get so hung up on you're not going to tell me what to do? But I think you're right. In America, people would go crazy. This would never, ever, ever work. We've got a call or text on the Old National Bank talking text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank at Old Jeff and Fox Point said, 
I wouldn't eat somewhere like that. If I'm out to eat, I don't want to deal with petty rules. I can use my own discretion on whether or not I'm overstaying at a restaurant. How about this one from the 608? Hmm. My uncle had a restaurant in New York City in the 80s called the Hourglass Cafe, and they actually had a one-hour hourglass to eat and get done. You just set it right on the table. That's like my egg timer idea. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, the sand's almost out. That's fine. But New York, I think, is another great example of that real estate is so expensive. You have a small space and only have room for four or six tables. Eat. Get out. Tell everybody how much you enjoyed our food. <laughs> we want to serve some more people. That's how we stay in business. So, Matzik, I also find myself thinking about if you're a parent of either small children or you have an older parent that's living with you in your house. If I'm out, I would not feel comfortable giving up my phone because I need to know that if my girls are at home with a babysitter, that the babysitter can get in touch with me if they need to. Well, no, I'm totally with connected. you on that. Like, I, I was wondering if there was a loophole for the iWatch, right? I mean, I can get a phone call on my watch. I can check messages on my watch if I had to. I, I think, you know, depending on the restaurant, too, I'm, I'm most likely, if the phone rings and I feel like I absolutely need to take it for one of those reasons, John, depending where I am, if it's a nice restaurant, I'm, I'm scooting to a place where I'm at least being discreet and, and I'm, I'm yeah. sort of out of the way. Um, you know, some restaurants, I might just grab my phone and answer it, right, if it's more sports bar sure. or whatever the case. But if I'm at Carnivore, 5 o'clock, Fox and Hounds, Mr. B's, whatever, I'm, I'm probably going to move to an area that's a little more secluded. Yeah, you know, Sandy and I went out to lunch yesterday, and both of our phones rang at one point, and we're working. It's the middle of the work day. Yeah. So, you know, well, that was you, me. I was calling you both. I needed you back at the <laughs> yeah. station. Sorry, neither one of us Where, answered. Yeah, why didn't you invite me <laughs> to lunch is what he was asking. <laughs> but, you know, you kind of play it by ear, right? We both looked at our phone, and... Decided it was something we didn't need, but we looked at our phone because it could have been our producer, Adam. It could have been someone related to a story. It could have been... So you kind of have to play it by ear, I think, rather than a complete ban. You just hope common sense prevails, but unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't. I am amused uh, at this talk, uh, at this text on the old National Bank talk and text line, 855 uh, I think that from 414, I think this should happen at the workplace. Nothing is getting done ever. Everyone's always on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> Check your phone. Well, that wouldn't work here because we don't even have phones on our desks. We're in this beautiful studio, and one of the decisions they made was that that's impractical, and we don't have phones on our desk. And to me, that was so weird. Even though at the old place, I never used you the didn't phone. Use the landline thing. Yeah, I gave out my cell phone to everybody, which I still do if it's related to work. Yeah, uh, like I'm going to give yours out right now on the air, Sandy, if that's okay. <laughs> Text me some great story ideas. <laughs> but it is weird. The whole phone thing has really become consuming. And the last opinion on the whether or not somebody would put up with a phone ban at a restaurant. 414 says, just don't eat there then. Their place, their rules. Fee market always sorts out. Free. I'm sure that's what that yep. means. Free, but fee is funny. Free market always sorts these issues out. Enough people stop going, they'll change the rules. If not, they won't miss you as a customer then. Yep. I think you're <laughs> absolutely right about that. Let capitalism win. Oh, April showers. Ooh, there were some showers yesterday, and there was some noisy stuff. Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky is with us, and Niz, I, for at my house, I got woken up at like seven o'clock. I guess it was. Wow, was it loud? Yeah, it was. We had some really big cracks of thunder uh, with these storms this morning, and again late last night. Uh, some of you maybe woken up uh, eleven o'clock midnight last night. We had some rumbling through, but thankfully uh, these storms had a lot more 
bark than bite, uh, again, especially considering the circumstances. We had some elements, some dynamics yesterday that we could have had uh, much worse weather, but thankfully that didn't pan out. Was there hail in the area? I'm hoping that my house got hit by a little bit because I need a new roof pretty soon here, and I, <laughs> I couldn't really tell. Probably not not big enough to, to do that. Um, we had some spots, dime, penny size hail in the Milwaukee metro area. There were a few locations uh, that saw a little bit more than that uh, farther southwest. But, yeah, if you're hoping for that insurance roof, uh, <laughs> yeah. next time. All next kidding time. aside, I'm glad there wasn't really severe weather. Well, and you could have canoed yeah. along Capitol Drive <sighs> today. That flooding was oh. alarming. Yeah, I'll be I'll be honest, guys. I mean, yes, that will... That, some good downpours with the rain, um, but unfortunately, a lot of the flooding that we had in the city today is preventable. A lot of it is trash that is clogging up the storm drains. Um, it's debris that's clogging up the storm drains. So um, first off, don't litter. Second off, if you do notice that a storm drain is clogged outside of your house, please um, get the debris away from that for next time, uh, because I think a lot of that uh, was due to um, stuff clogging those storm drains, guys. That's a help, very helpful hint. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? The uh, I mean, it did come down. Don't get me wrong. Um, but we should have been able to handle it a lot better than we did. Um, we had many spots that saw over an inch of rain, so nothing unprecedented. Um, at the airport, 85 hundredths of an inch of rain. Northside was definitely over an inch of rainfall. Wow. Um, but again, we were spared. Uh, definitely were spared. Could have been much worse here in southeastern Wisconsin. And now we got some some quiet weather ahead besides the wind. The wind was howling. Yeah, so let's talk about that. What do the next few days look like? You know, guys, uh, tonight, windy, chilly conditions. We briefly got up to 70 early this afternoon. That's long gone. Uh, Tonight, a low temperature of 32 degrees. The wind will make it feel like the 20s. For tomorrow, mostly sunny and breezy. High of 53. Some decent spring weather here. Friday, mostly sunny. 46 for a high lakeside. 56 inland. Yeah, it's cooler near the lake season. Mostly sunny on Saturday. A high of 48 lakeside. 56 inland. And then on Easter Sunday, partly cloudy. Cloudy skies now, a high temperature of 56 in Milwaukee, 62 degrees inland. Pretty good for an Easter egg hunt. You have to throw on that light spring jacket. Oh, I like it. And I saw a graphic that showed that like the next 10 days, it's going to be pretty nice above average, especially next week. Yeah, totally. I got by Tuesday hitting 70 degrees, Wednesday 72, Thursday yes. 72 degrees. Um, we're here, guys. Let's I mean, go. Obviously- yes, that sounds like spring. <laughs> It does. I mean, it's it's definitely looks good. I noticed my grass was starting to green yep. up a little bit. We'll start to see more flowers. Pretty soon, some buds on the trees, and and we're getting going here. And the crew only seven wins away from free burgers. Let's go <laughs> <laughs> five and one. They're rolling. Yeah, that is. Let's go, guys. I was there last night during the rain, so I'm very glad there was a roof um, to, to enjoy all that. Because otherwise, it would have been a rain out game. We would have had to delay all That's that. True. Nobody likes that. Uh, but, Niz, I have to ask you, as sure as uh, brewers are a sign of spring, um, so are robins. And have oh, the yeah. robins calm down at your house? <laughs> they, they have a little bit, but they're on to me. Okay, so, like, the robins are still slamming into my windows. And I know everybody, that, that it's the reflection, and I know there's different ways of getting rid of them. I've tried everything. Um, what What's working right now is we have a certain stuffed animal that looks like this white fox that my one daughter has stuck in the tree, but we have to move it every day or else it gets used to it. And then also my other daughter, Olivia, who's really smart, she put she decided to... Uh, uh, paint a picture of dinosaur eggs and put it in the window because she thought if the bird saw bigger oh. eggs, then it would know not to go. That's and so put the cute. Eggs there. 
So that's, that's so working. That's and even clever. if it doesn't, even if oh, it doesn't wow. work, I'm proud of their efforts. That's so sweet. That's a great story. <laughs> Meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. Hey, thanks, Niz. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Bye. Oh, that's such good stuff. So I was talking to a buddy about ballpark food and what the uh, what the best ballpark foods are. And this person said to me, you know, they're not just the best ballpark food, but the best food in Wisconsin, period, is probably the cheese curd. Ooh. He couldn't be more wrong about that. <laughs> the cheese curd? Cheese curds are the most overrated food in the history of the world. Ooh, John has a hot take. No. It's a, it's a glob of cheese. It's basically like a mozzarella stick cut into chunks and then battered and dropped into frying oil. I, 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 I don't understand it. I don't get it. I think it's just our obsession with things that are fried. There's nothing special about it. Usually most places, it's too thick, the batter. The sauce, I'll eat the sauce. <laughs> the cheese curd itself, I could go with never eating another fried cheese curd in my life. Well, then I would eat them all for you. Are you kidding? They're like dollops of butter that are battered. They're delicious. Yes, they are. <laughs> It's terrible. You realize that's my first stop at the Wisconsin State Fair. Do not pass go. Do not collect $100. I go right for the Brad and Harry's cheese curd stand on Central Mall. So it looks like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fresh. They're hot. They're in that little paper boat. I'm surprised you're still alive. No, they're delicious. (laughs) And they cheese curds pair with any cold beer. Well, anything pairs with a cold beer. No. John, we were going to do this a couple of weeks ago or about a week ago when you were gone because when the Badgers were playing Oregon in the NIT, right behind the broadcast team that was on ESPN, there was a couple of Oregon fans holding a sign that said, cheese curds are overrated. Right, So that blew up on social media. Uh, (laughs) Never mind the fact that they spell the word overrated wrong, but whatever, that's a different story. (laughs) Uh, But it sort of became a wildfire spread via social media kind of thing throughout the next day. We punted on the topic because we wanted you to be involved in it. Oh. I, I am of the belief that cheese curds are overrated, but I will say some cheese curds are far better than others, right? Some are way too salty. They're way too battery. They're way too flimsy, right? You, yep. you need to have kind of a thin layer of batter. Like There's a way to do it right, I think, that takes it to a better level. But I think, by and large, cheese curds are way overrated. No, no, they aren't. This is crazy. This is. I am not an appetizer person, and this is one thing that if they have cheese curds on the menu, I'll go. Oh, oh, I, and Mike knows. He's like, we're getting some, aren't we? I'm like, well. I don't know. Yeah, we're getting them. Sandy's like blasphemy. Oh. That look on your face. Well, you, you look you look stunned. I feel like I have to convince you. Like in my quest to support local restaurants during the pandemic, I discovered how delicious the cheese curds cheese curds are at City Lights Brewing. Like I hadn't it hadn't occurred to me to it hadn't occurred to me to uh, <laughs> order cheese curds <laughs> there. <laughs> Yay, but I maybe you just haven't had the right one. But I oh, I've had a lot of them, though. <laughs> the, you know, the best cheese curd is the cheese what? curd that's not battered and fried. Oh, the squeaky? Okay. I like it. Yes, one? yes. I like the uncooked cheese curds, the squeaky curds, the, the yellow ones, that. the white ones. Those are all good. You can get a big bag of them at Costco that are from Wisconsin that I like. But when you fry it, it's just like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I think we want to like them in Wisconsin because it's cheese. And we're the dairy state. Oh, my gosh, it's cheese. And so now we did something different. We learned how to batter it and fry it like a big piece of cod. And pop it in your mouth like a piece of popcorn. It is delicious. So I'm guessing you don't want me to invite you to the cheese curd capital of the world. Where's that? Ellens, Ellsworth, Wisconsin. It's way west. Oh. 
in the state of Pierce County, uh, in uh, near Minneapolis, St. Paul. But that's probably raw cheese curds, or is it fried? Hold on, it is the annual cheese curd festival in June, <laughs> the twenty third and twenty fourth. It is free. It is a festival. It has music and everything. The curds are courtesy of the local Ellsworth Cooperative Creamery. And here's a, a description. You would be wise to wear your stretchy pants to fully enjoy the wide oh, variety God. of creative cheese curd dishes. Fresh, hand-battered, deep-fried cheese curds and dipping sauces and an exclusive top-secret dessert curd that rivals the mini donut. Send me a postcard. You, <laughs> you, oh, you, you go not... check that out. Send me a postcard. Sounds I'm not delicious. interested. I would go so to Ellsworth. Even our Remember the Denmark guy we had come into the studio? Yes. I can't remember his name. It was Hans or Franz, or maybe it was Hans <laughs> yeah, and Johan Franz. Or, I don't yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I, we, we remember you asked him the question, have you ever tried cheese curds? Yes. And I, I ran out to Dairyland. And Dairyland is a, a wonderful food option in our Third Street Market Hall. And I do think they do cheese curds better than most places. I even feel like he was sort of tepid on his reaction, like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, like, he, like he left impressed. the whole thing. Like, if you'd have really loved him, he would have taken him with. Now, I do have relatives coming <laughs> in from out of country next week. <laughs> I, maybe I should just bring him in the studio and have him try out cheese curds. I'm sure they've never had them before, so we'll get another outsider's perspective. I like that. This is going to be our thing. You get you get your relatives from uh, Tasmania into the studio, and we'll have them try cheese curds. And we, I I, we won't fair. tell them how we think. I won't tell him how I feel, and let's. Yeah, I love that idea. I like that experiment. Let, I do. Let's uh, let's let's totally. Because <laughs> it means do that. I'll get to eat the leftovers. Yes, you will. There's no there's no doubt about that. Uh, the text line's all over the place. I there are just, people yeah. who think we're insane. There are people who say, yeah, they're not the greatest. Uh, on the old National Bank talking text line eight five five six one six one six twenty two six two says fresh cheese curds, excellent fried cheese curds, need to be discriminating. Okay. So I just think maybe you haven't met the right cheese curd yet. Well, I've had a lot of them. How many do I have to try? <laughs> Come to City Lights Brewing with me. I will try that well, one. Well, I do one like day. beer. See, that way if you're disappointed in the curds, I will eat them and we know we'll have good beer. Uh, best cheese curd ever, a surprising one from 414, Aurora Baycare Hospital Cafeteria. Hmm. Okay. I don't know that we'll be running there, but you know, hey, more to that story. When you're not feeling great, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. Um, here's to the four one four in all capital letters, John and Greg. I totally agree on the cheese curds. Then writes, second most overrated food in Wisconsin is the cream puffs. Oh, I'm with that too. Hmm. Yes, yeah, I am out totally, on cream puffs. I'm out on cream puffs too. Too too much there. Too, I, I like the little poppers. Uh, the big dogs are like that. Well, I like the, the wagon wheel size one. That's too much. I like the little poppers with the chocolate on top. Those little ones like you buy in the frozen food section. <laughs> yeah, like, I like those. Those, those are good. Yeah, those are delicious. I think. See, I think what happens is we fall in love with the idea of these things, like the State Fair cream puff. It's Wisconsin State Fair. We have an entire building. We have people dressed up like cows with the <laughs> puffer thing filling up the cream puffs, and we just fall in love with the idea, even if it's not great. I they sell. Thousands of cream puffs. Yes, you they just, do. You just don't enjoy them. They have snookered so many people. It's oh amazing. Oh, my gosh. Well, I look forward to trying cheese curds with your Tasmanian cousins, Greg. Yes. yes. I look I, forward to them getting here. I love that idea, but we'll do that for sure. <laughs>